0: Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, This is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Welcome to another exciting edition of Mets Musings. Hello, my friends. The winter meetings are over, and we have gotten some early Christmas presents. Now, it's a funny thing. When I was first putting the notes together for this show, I was thinking, you know... It was okay, the meetings. They filled what they needed to do. It wasn't real sexy, uh, but they did a lot, and, uh, you know, there's plenty of time left. We want to rush everything as Met fans. We want to get uh, everything done, fulfill the roster so we can talk about it all winter. Uh, but that's not the way you build a ball club. And I, you know, in a way, I was a little bit disappointed. Yes, they had signed Justin Verlander. Uh, yes, they signed Jose uh, uh, Quintana. Uh, took care of the rotation to a certain extent. Uh, yes, they did the uh, you know uh, traded with the Rays for relief pitcher and and uh, signed Diaz already. Uh, But I I was hoping for a bat. I was hoping for news on Brandon Nimmo. And then all of a sudden, the floodgates open and we get all of this great news. And um, Nimmo signs, they signed David Robertson and just made the whole show better. It just made my heart life it made me feel a lot better about the winter meeting. So I'd have to say they are, they have been very successful. Let's run it down it again. Uh, as I said, they signed Justin Verlander to essentially, uh, you know, replace uh, Jacob Degrom. Who left and signed the deal with the Texas Rangers, which came down last week right after we uh, we did the show. So uh, that was a, a hard pill to swallow when DeGrom walked away. We'll have a little bit more on that in the, uh, a little later in the show. But uh, Mitch turned right around and signed the 39-year-old right-handed Justin Verlander, two-year deal, vesting option on a third-year uh, contract is worth approximately $86 million. So Justin Verlander becomes uh, the replacement for Jacob deGrom. Not a bad replacement. A.L. Cy Young award winner this past season. Comes back from Tommy John surgery. Let's hope he stays healthy. Uh, He's a tough guy. Pitched fantastic this past year. And uh, he'll be another year better. I know another year older as well. But uh, I think some of the Met fans are more excited that Kate Upton will be coming to New York uh, more than Verland is coming. The Mets have acquired also left-hander Brooks Raleigh from the Rays in exchange for left-hander Keyshawn Eskew. Uh, both clubs announced that trade the Mets have signed three right-handed relievers to minor league deals Tommy Hunter Sean Reed Foley and Jimmy Yacobonis have joined your organization and will presumably presumably be invited to major league spring training though no formal announcement of that has been made but Tommy Hunter was up last year uh Pitched pretty well when he was healthy for the Mets, so I think that's a good deal. I know he's about 34, 35. He's up there in age, but still can throw the ball hard. Uh, Sean Reed Foley's been up and down with the Mets. and some good appearances. Got rocked a few times. So, uh, But overall, another good deal bringing these guys back on minor league deals. Let them come. I'm sure they'll be at spring training and uh, see if they can fill out that bullpen. More on the bullpen in a moment. Uh, of course, the big news, uh, one of the big news, is the Mets signed left-hander Jose Quintana in an agreement on a two-year $26 million contract. He will make even salaries of $13 million in each season. So your top three starters, I would imagine right now, The rotation would look like this. Scherza, Verlanda, uh, Quintana, Carrasco, McGill slash Peterson, or maybe somebody else. And that somebody else could be Kodai Senga as uh, the... Mets are very interested in that Japanese ball player coming over and playing for them. They are pursuing him heavily. So we'll see if he decides to sign with the Mets, he could pencil in there pushing Carrasco to the fifth starter or making Carrasco available in a trade for more bullpen help or a power hitting outfielder. Uh, it's no mistake that uh, the Mets would have a surplus of pitching, though there really is no such thing as a surplus of pitching. You need all the starters you can get, as we learned last year. But it would take some of the pressure off of the uh, the salary cap, which the Mets have forgetted. They've blown way over. Steve Cohen has not cared about uh, the luxury tax, he's, he's way over the top limits, and they're going to get hit hard. But maybe he reduces some of the payroll, or the GM Billy Epler does, By trading uh, some of these contracts, Uh, mainly Carrasco. Uh, McCann is uh, on the trading block, and there are teams looking for catchers, so it's possible that somebody would take his $12 million salary or uh, what he's owed 24 3 over the next uh, two years. Somebody might take that. You may have to pay part of that salary, maybe pay 10 million it would be worth it uh to get rid of him at least so uh you know open up a spot for alvarez and uh you know you could bring alvarez along as a backup with nito doing most of the starting catching and alvarez could dh and he could be the backup catcher um in a more prominent role sharing the duties more, but uh, that could work. And if it doesn't, you probably have some depth, some veteran they'll sign for the minor leagues uh, to catch. So that's always a possibility. Uh, Let's see. So don't be surprised if a Carrasco... Uh, or, or and can even an Escobar gets traded. Don't be, you know, they could be all included in a trade, even Canha, uh, to bring back players to the Mets and uh, fulfill some of the needs. The Mets have done a good job filling the rotation so far. I don't think they're done. They've also did a good job filling the bullpen. They have a slew of arms in uh, in camp now. They're going to be bringing in, and I think uh, they they've done a good job in that way. We'll have to see. Right now, uh, we we went over the rotation. The bullpen looks like we. I mean, we got Edward Diaz closing. David Robertson signed with the Mets For $10 million One year deal He'll be your eighth uh, Your setup man uh, You got Drew Smith coming back He could be your seventh inning guy I mean so You've got that fifth and sixth inning there More so the sixth inning guy You want to see about But you got uh, uh, Like I said uh, Sean Reed Foley's back Um uh who else? Tommy Hunter could fill in there. McGill or Peterson, whoever is not starting, could be your long man out of the bullpen. They brought in Brooks Raley, uh, William Wood. They signed, you know, just a slew of other arms that they're bringing in that could take that place. And some of them are starters that they got from Miami, they got a starter and a relief pitcher so um you know they'll be at syracuse but they'll be backups in case of uh, injuries to uh come in and do the job with the big club so lots to look forward to uh of course they signed brandon nimmo eight years 162 that includes a no trade clause uh again i think that's a, a terrific um Terrific pickup there. And the uh, Mets selected Zach Green, a right handed pitcher from the Yankees in a Rule 5 draft. So another arm for the uh, potential arm for the bullpen. He spent last season, uh, Green did, with a Triple A Scranton Wilkes barre team. He posted some pretty good numbers there 9 0 with 96 strikeouts over 68 and a third innings along with a 3.42 ERA, 1.21 whip, and a 2.01 batting average against him. Uh, Green is 26. He'll have to remain on the Mets' 26-man roster all season, all B- or be offered back to the Yankees for 50 grand. His Baseball America Scouting reports cites a low 90s fastball with a high spin rate and it seems he's progressed nicely since thanks in part to a plus slider. So I mean that's the quick rundown of what the Mets uh, have done. We'll, we'll touch on a little more. Got an email from my good friend Jeff Cogan. We'll read that in a second. Uh, he'll, he'll recap the winter meetings a little bit more for us. But, um yeah, I, you know, and uh, I've actually seen some Mets fans complaining that, well, it's the same team that won last year. That's all they did was bring back. They replaced the Grom with Verlander. They replaced uh Bassett with Quintana. Carrasco's back. Walker's gone. He signed with the Phillies. They haven't replaced him necessarily, but maybe McGill is a <clears throat> replacement for him. Excuse me. And uh, people are complaining. You know, they, they brought back Nemo, so they still got the same outfield. Yeah, but that team won 101 games. And uh, w- <laughs> what happens, uh, if you look at the pitching staff, what happens if Verlander pitches the whole season. You didn't have the Grom all season. You didn't have Scherzer all season. Scherzer and the pitch all season and stay healthy. I know it's a big if, but that improves this team immediately right there. So to say, and, you know, they're not done yet. I don't believe they're done. I, I'm i almost to the point that, saying, uh, that um, Cohen doesn't care anymore now about how much he spends. I think he just wants to win. I think he was ticked off at DeGrom leaving. I think he was ticked off that they lost the division by one game, and he's going to try to do everything he can. Players have to go out on the field and win, but he's going to do whatever he can to put them in position to win. And uh, I, I think, <laughs> I think the uh, the treasure chest is open. And uh, there's reports he, he wants to go after Senga. It was one report. He might even go after Correa. Because Correa said he would play third base if uh, if he could play with Lindor. Now, if you, I mean, that's going to be a huge contract. He he just can't afford that unless he wants to go to a four hundred million dollar payroll. And they definitely have to cut some people, uh, you know, if if they went after a Correa. So I don't think that's going to happen. That that seems a lot out of the realm of possibility, but you never know. You just never know. It's like, as I said, the vault is open for a lot of the teams. And guys that just, look, the Padres signed Bogarts for, what, $260 million, 11 years. Uh, Aaron Judge got $360 million for nine years from the Yankees. Uh, Contreras got a nice contract with the Cardinals for five years. Uh, Walker got, a, what, $72 million or something for three years from, from the Phillies. Trey Turner got $300 million from the Phillies. Uh, I I think if you take all of that, I think that's why Cohen said, go get these guys. And uh, I'll have more on the Nimmo signing. But let's take a quick break, uh, and I will be back after this message. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain, 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Facebook group. It's at Facebook.com slash Musings. Go check it out, and don't forget to call the hotline. That's 516-619-6341. Okay, we're back, and I uh, want to talk a little about this Nimmo signing. This was a must. They had to sign Nimmo why people want to know. Well, because he is the heart and soul of this team. He is the key to the offense. He gets the offense going. His athleticism, athleticism and uh, his hustle and his demeanor on the bench and in a clubhouse is all needed. That's why they had to sign him. And a lot of what he does are intangibles. And and sometimes we as fans don't see it. But that's some of the things that he gets paid for as well. And I think he's a, a good uh, influence on younger players. Uh, you know, it's hard, hard to think. Of Nemo now as the as a veteran on this team, but he is—he's turning thirty. Um, he is one of the veterans, and uh, hard to think of that, but he is, and he's gonna be here a long time, and he's probably gonna end up as a Met unless they, you know, I mean, they could always trade him. Yes, he has a no trade clause, but you know, if he agrees to a trade, that's a different story than a line. We're not talking that now. Um, uh, but the, the beauty is, he, he made himself, he worked hard. He made himself into one of the best offensive center fielders in the game. So you have him, you know, in center field, if he starts to lose a step, he, he's also played the corner outfielder. So you move him to a corner at that point. Uh, don't forget, next year or the year after, they're not going to have Marte uh, and Can Howe probably be gone. They, they could resign them, of course. Uh, but, you know, their contracts were two or three years. I'm not sure which. So they either got another year or two years with them. But, you know, things could uh, happen by then. Um, So, Nimmo was a very important deal. That hole would have been tremendous if he went elsewhere. More so, even than the Grom, they would have missed Nimmo. I, this is my opinion, of course, but they would have missed Nimmo much more than they would have, that they would or will miss to Grom. There was no other replacement for Nimmo out there. There was a replacement for DeGrom. And the Mets got him, Verlander. But Nimmo, no. There was no good replacement for him. So the Mets had to sign him, and I think Stevie Cohen knew that. And he he may have overpaid. I'm of the opinion that he got a bargain considering That Boris is the agent for uh, uh, Mr. Nimmo. (laughs) I think he got a bargain. I don't know, a lot of people may argue with me, but you know, 20 million is a lot of money. Uh, I know that. And to say it's a bargain, but you know, he's getting 20 million for eight years and some change. There might be some incentives in there. Who knows? Uh, But I think it's a good deal. Like I said, I think it's a bargain. I I, I think the Mets may now. Who knows? I was joking with some friends yesterday, and they said by the time this contract's over, um, $20 million may be the annual salary. The way the salaries are going up in, in baseball today. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just glad that they brought back Nimmo. He's a fan favorite, popular guy, does a terrific job in the community. And, um, what can I say? What can you say more than that? Uh, you know, he he's just, uh, just a a nice guy and a terrific ball player and he hustles and he plays a great center field and he's a terrific leadoff hitter which is another thing who would have let off if they didn't have Nemo? now their lineup is pretty intact with next year but last year but they're not done yet as I keep saying they are not done yet is Batty going to be the third baseman or is it going to be Escobar or could they trade Escobar, play Guillerme and Batty there? That's a possibility. And save $10 million bucks. Is McCann going to be here? Or is it going to be Alvarez and Nito? Or are they going to carry three catches? Alvarez is going to be here. Are they going to trade? Uh, they're trying to trade Darren Ruff. Will somebody take Darren Ruff? Three and a half million dollars. He had a bad season here. He was terrible when he got traded over. But maybe some team in a smaller market will take uh, will take a chance. I think he's making three point five million, so uh, it's a, it's a reasonably good uh, contract. Uh, will they keep Vogelbach or they move him? Maybe even Canha may move. They could still sign. They were talking to Ben and, and Conforto. Who knows? Maybe they bring Conforto back, try to move Canha. Maybe they bring Ben Attendee in here and try to move Canha. Uh, I do like both those guys, Ben Attendee and Conforto, but they're going to cost you some money at this point point. how much more he wants to spend. They want uh, this uh Japanese pitcher Senga. So I don't know how much more money he's willing to go, how high of uh, a commitment he's willing to make above uh, what he's got. But um, I don't know. We will have to see. All right, let's 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 take another break, and I'll come back. I want to uh, read an email from Jeff Cohen of Baseball and Barbecue, and I also want to give my thoughts on DeGrom. Uh and we'll do that right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune into Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and baseballtalkradio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a PhD in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball PhD, a tour company for your brain, 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Facebook group. It's at Facebook.com slash Musings. Go check it out. And don't forget to call the hotline. It's 516-619-6341. All righty. And we are back. And I want to give you some... Uh, uh, well, let's read the email from Jeff first and uh, and see what he says. Uh, hello, Mets Musings. Very disappointed that DeGrom didn't even go back to the Mets to let them have a chance to counter the Rangers offer. Uh, yes, that is a shame. Being in the organization for over a decade is the least he can do just as a courtesy, but... Be that as it may, at least the Mets turned around, signed Verlander. Yes, we hear he's 40 years old. Okay, but being the reigning Cy Young award-winning with a 1.75 ERA last season, it is really going to stink just because he has another birthday. Where does it say that a 40-year-old pitcher can't do well? A lot of great pitchers have pitched into their 40s, and those who did pitch many more innings than Verlander. He may not have a Cy Young season, but he was the best pitcher available. And being a short-term deal gives the Mets flexibility for future spending. That's true. Uh, Don't forget, next year Scherzer has an opt-out clause after the season, so he could opt out of his contract, and uh, you'd still have Verlander to overlap another year. And they're really hoping, they're trying to make it to 2024, 2025 when they, when they think some of their young pitching, like a Blake Tidwell uh, and some of the other guys in lower minors, will be ready. Who knows? You don't know what a prospect. It's it's a crapshoot. But th- this is the feeling that these guys, is two or three of them that they believe will be ready and they'll still have a Peterson and a McGill, hopefully. And, uh, you know, maybe they can work these guys in the spring training with a Verlander or a Scherzer to, um, to work with them. Uh, but, uh, uh, again, uh, the pitching staff will turn over partially next year. And, and definitely in two years with Verlander and Quintana, who uh, uh, Jeff liked the pickup of uh, Jose Quintana, and let's get back. He says uh, that it sucks that Walker decided to go to Philly, but at least they only played 13 times instead of 19. That's a good point. Now to get some good bullpen depth, since that will be extremely Important. Also, need a big bat to protect Alonzo in the lineup. Stinks that they didn't get Josh Bell. That would have been nice. Guess they are relying on Vogelback and Ruff or Alvarez. And finally, why do these fans in Twitter care how much the Mets spend on payroll? How much indeed? Baseball is flush with revenue, especially now with advertisements being placed on uniforms. Being a partner in the gambling sites and the streaming services. And Jeff signs it. Keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go, Mets. Uh, I agree with everything you say. I don't know why these fans are complaining about how much Cohen uh, um, uh, wants to spend. I guess it's the Steinbrenner syndrome. They don't want to get like that and buy the whole team, but. This is the way. This is the the rules of the game. And you play the game. I'm not talking about the game on the field. I'm talking about the game off the field. You play the game by the rules that are established. And people are spending money like crazy on free agents. And if you want to compete, you've got to play that game. And fortunately, they have an owner who has the money And the willpower, and and not the willpower, and and the uh, uh, passion to play the game that way, to go after these guys. So, you may not like it as a fan, a lot of fans like it, some people don't like it. I'm not crazy about spending all of this money, but it's not my money. Okay, I understand that that could mean a raise in ticket prices. It could raise, uh, you know, uh, concessions. It could raise all of this stuff. But what isn't going up in this country? Everything is going up in this country, and you know, if 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 it gets too high, people aren't going to go, and then you know they'll have to have a. a A recession in baseball, I guess. You'll see things start to drop. And keep in mind, Cohen's big idea is to build the farm system. He wants to win now, but he wants to build the farm system. So this essentially, to him, is buying time for that first crop of... uh, uh uh players that they drafted when he took over for those those guys to start coming through. That's what they're waiting for. Alvarez, Batty, if if they you know if their major league is and, and reach the potential that they're supposed to uh Viento um Maurizio, Uh, if these guys reach, you know, eventually you're going to have lower-priced talent that's terrific come in and and your salaries will drop. And I think that's what he's looking at now, but he wants to win now and do that at the same time. And the only way to do that is to spend money because you don't want to trade these guys. You see, if you're willing to trade some of these guys, then then you don't have to spend as much money. But he's they're not willing to trade. They, you know, they might move Mauricio because he's blocked. Uh, I mean, Shervon sure, Newton is gone, and and uh, but you know, uh, Jake Mangum, They just traded uh, the player to be named later in the Miami deal. Um, who who you know they were. Looking at as a fourth or fifth outfielder this year. So I'm kind of surprised. Uh, terrific defensive guy, Jake Mangum. I'm kind of surprised that they uh, let him go, but uh, they wanted these pitches more. So the, the point is they're not done yet, and uh, it's none of our business how much Cohen wants to spend. Uh, I want to get to the ground before we, we leave. Uh, He walked away from the Mets, and when he was introduced at Globe Field, he emphasized that the club's commitment to spending to win for a long time was a huge factor in the decision-making, meaning the Texas Rangers. That's the goal, winning a World Series, DeGrom said. These guys had all of that same vision. It lined up with what I wanted to do. They showed a ton of interest right from the start, and the feeling was mutual. I'm just very happy to be here. They're signing great guys, great players, and it's going to be an exciting team. It may very well be, but you left a team that paid you $32 million and had 101 wins. That was not exciting enough. That was not a team that was committed to winning a World Series. I don't understand the reasoning here. And now, of course, you hear, and who knows if it's true or bad bad blood or what, but you hear that he was getting more withdrawn from the players last year. You hear rumors that he was a Wilpon guy, that he liked the Wilpons. He didn't like Cohen, and when the Wilpons sold to Cohen, he wasn't happy. He was planning his out. I guess he wasn't happy making $32.5 million a year. He had to make thirty-five, But for more time. I get it. Look, he took the money. He left. But, um, you know, again, the players want loyalty from the owners. But, They give none back. Did he give back any of his salary because he missed a lot of time? No. Should he have? No, he shouldn't have given it back. He was working hard. He was trying to get back into shape and and get back on the field. But the point is, I never saw a player that that, uh, signed a huge contract and didn't play at all. Jed Lowry comes to mind. Did he give any money back to the Mets? Did he give any consideration at all to the Mets? You know, I mean, almost in a way, you know, I don't know. I I can't, I can only give my opinion. If it was me, I think that with the seasons I had, I wouldn't have opted out of this contract. I would have took it one more year. Uh, Hope to have had a healthy year and come back next year and look for a three-, four-, five-year deal. He had the opt-out. He took the opt-out. But he took it after he made five starts or nine starts where he missed half of the season. And a year after he missed half of the year last year, And he opts out of a contract that paid him 130 million dollars or something. Now it worked; it worked out for him, and I wish him all the luck in the world. But it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth for the guy, and I'm glad he's not in the National League anymore. Uh, but it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And and one writer said it's very reminiscent of the Mike Hampton. Uh, who left the Mets and said he left because the schools in Colorado he felt were better for his kids than in New York. I I think Mike Hampton uh, admitted that he, he regrets that he ever made that statement now and uh, has come back to Mets events, and that's, that's terrific for him. And maybe DeGrom will come back to Mets events in the future, but... I I just think he left a bad taste in everybody's mouth the way he did it. And these comments, it it almost says the Mets aren't trying to win a World Series. And I think um, I'm not surprised that right after these comments came out that that night, uh, Nimmo was signed, David Robertson was signed, or or agreed to a deal, and... uh, I think the day when he left and signed, Verlander was signed right away. I, I think uh, Stevie Cohen was giving an answer and maybe uh, the middle finger to Mr. DeGrom. And, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of a backhanded... Um, a backhanded smack in the face that uh, the statements that Degrom made, uh, but he did thank the Met fans and and you know, um, so be it. And he's gone, and that's it. And we'll we may see him, we may not. We I think we're going to play every team now in this new schedule, so they will play Texas, but whether or not we hit Him in the rotation, uh, we'll that'll have to we'll see, Uh, but I wish him all the luck in the world. All right, I think that's gonna wrap it up. I've talked long enough. Um, Exciting winter meetings, the hot stove is still burning, and uh, I don't think the Mets are done yet. I think we're gonna see some more changes, and can't wait to bring it to you. and we will probably have one more show in this year of 2022 before we come back in uh, 2023. Wow. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, hopefully there will be some more news next week, and we will bring it to you as soon as it gets us in. All right, so until that next time, I hope you'll hit the subscribe button and uh both on youtube and on uh, anchor.fm uh, or wherever you listen to or watch the podcast hit the subscribe button that way you will always know when a new episode is coming out and if you're on youtube hit that like button as well uh, the analytic people like that so please do that all right So, again, until the next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. I'm Gary Mack, and I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Music.